0: Typically, as soon as we start record, I get my hair caught in my headphone.
1: Literally, the very moment that it decides to hit play. So this is the intro!
0: <laughs> Hi! Hello, everybody. Hi! Uh, I'm Blue, that's Brad, we are BNB Anime, and both of us don't know how to function as regular human beings.
1: That is about the most accurate statement that can be said um we we're kicking off the new year strong mate
0: oh yeah at least we don't have to manage a hundred girlfriends
1: you, you know what that is that is incredibly true because we did not even remotely talk about what we were discussing on last last. fuck i can speak we did not even remotely discuss what we were going to talk about this week on last week's episode we talked about it afterwards <laughs> Because we're good at this podcasting thing, but also last week's episode went on.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we had took a trip back to our first few episodes last week, and I think it ended up being like two hours long.
1: Yeah, I trimmed it down a little bit, but it, it was still like an hour and 40 minutes, I think.
0: <laughs> so we're going to aim for this one to be about an hour long. Like we should be doing regularly, instead of being insane people and recording for hours.
1: You know what? It's fine. It, we're fine. Everything is fine. It's okay. We do this because... It, who knows? <laughs> We've been doing this shit for almost four years now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're ancient. We started off as babies and now we're ancient.
1: Uh, now we're preschool age. Look at us.
0: Right? Yeah, I was in my first year at primary school. I wasn't even in preschool. I was in real school. (laughs) Yay, British education.
1: I also think I was in kindergarten, maybe? Yeah. I started school early because of where my birthday falls, so I was actually in kindergarten, I think, when I was four, so.
0: I'm a November baby, so I, depending on the school that I went to, was either the youngest or one of the oldest. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. In high school, I... Well, in Canada, I was always one of the... Like, very much the youngest. Like, I had people in my class that were my exact birthday, but an entire year older than me. Because I was in the British education system, in the, obviously, when I was in the UK. And that was, like, more intense. So um, I knew everything except social studies. And so they bumped me up a grade. And then we were like, catch up on Canadian history. Because you know nothing. Everyone's been colouring in the provinces since they were two. And you... Don't know shit. I'm like, oh, great, cool. So I had one subject where I was like, I'm not gonna have any idea what's going on here.
1: It's fine. There's only like four provinces, right?
0: It's just four. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you've got, um, BC, British mm-hmm. Columbia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Alberta, yeah, uh, Ontario, yeah, as
0: and then the Irish one,
1: Saskatchewan,
0: right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, you went with that one. Sure,
1: the flat one. <laughs> For some reason, my brain was like Nova Scotia. That sounds right. It was like no, no. Nova that's not Scotia it. is right. <laughs> what? W- really? Yeah. Hey, look at that! I my brain was right, but I did not trust it. Whatsoever. Yeah, no, Nova
0: Scotia is over by the islands. It's like PEI, Prince Edward Island, um, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Nova Scotia.
1: They're like. The oh, island. okay. Hey, look at that. I, I, yeah. it's, I, I know the thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, the maritimes. I've, yeah. i to Newfoundland, but it's stunning.
1: Hmm. You know what's not stunning? What? Snow.
0: I. <laughs> yeah. Fair.
1: I. So I've had the truck that I'm currently driving for almost four years now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yesterday, yeah, yesterday. Was the first time I've had to put that thing in four wheel drive to try to get to work <laughs> <laughs> since I've had the thing. I was honestly afraid my four wheel drive wasn't even going to engage because none of that shit has been used since I've had it. So nothing mm. in there is like k- k- lubed. Like so whenever I kicked it over, I was like, please work, please work, please work. Don't don't let me die. Like I gotta go work. I don't mm-hmm. live on a hill or anything like that. No. Oh, God, please.
0: <laughs> I think our Jeeps are pretty much always in four-wheel drive, at least this time of year. We don't tend to move them out of four-wheel drive.
1: You see, that, that makes sense for y'all. People here don't don't know how to fucking drive in the snow. Now, I will say...
0: They don't here either, but, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's a universal thing. But, so, people here don't know how to drive whenever it's fucking dry, let alone whenever it's raining and or snowing. So, it's it's mm. one of those things. But, yeah, the amount of people that were off in ditches over the past couple of days have been astronomical. Um, surprisingly, mm. I've made it. Everything's fine.
0: <laughs> My biggest Canadian tip is uh, get a bag of, like, unscented, like basic cat litter, chuck that in the back. Because if you get stuck and you're on like a slip of ice and you can't get out, it's like just starch. So it just, you just chuck it under your wheels and it acts like gravel and gets you out. But like, it's environmentally super safe as well because it's just starch, so.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, so you can just leave it there and you don't need to worry about cleaning it up or whatever. It's better than like gravel or sandbags or whatever because it just disintegrates
1: i'll have to keep that in mind although usually like i said this is the first time i've had to kick that baby into four-wheel drive in the past four years so Mm -hmm. everything should be fine i hope Mm -hmm. hopefully this is the last we see of that shit um because yeah it got down into single digits which i know for you means absolutely nothing with your fucking negative 40 (laughs) that y'all have had, because I've seen your mother's Instagram posts, I know what kind of weather you've been having and how fucking cold it's been. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, It's well it got cold enough to where we got an emergency alert come through, so you know how like you get like amber alerts on your phone, or like I assume if you're in hurricane thing you'll get like a hurricane alert, like a yeah. hurricane thing? We get them for tornadoes and we get them for cold out here. but. I, this is the first time that I have seen the electric companies send one out, um, as opposed to, like, just, like, general government um, weather things. Uh, it was a, hey, the electric companies are saying that you guys, are, like, that we're using a lot of electricity and we're overloading our system. Everyone needs to turn off your fucking electricity. And so for, <laughs> for a while, because it was so cold that, um, everyone had on like, everyone had turned on their electric heaters um, electric fireplaces um, the heatings were going constantly um, like it, because it, it got down to like minus 45 ish, which I don't really need to, to translate to American units because minus 42 Fahrenheit is minus 42 Celsius, so yep, <laughs> one and the same it was fucking cold, like like five to ten minute frostbite warning coldest place on earth like really not good so yeah so uh, everyone had turned on like all of their heaters we have one two three four five electric heaters to supplement our heating in our house and uh, and that's pretty standard I feel like for like a large family home um, in in Alberta is to have that many. And we had, like, three on, you know. Like, I have one in my bedroom. My brother has one in his bedroom. My parents have one, like... And then there's, like, a big one downstairs. Like, we had them all on because it was fucking cold. And, like, we had ice on the window, like, the inside of our windows, like, halfway up the window because it was, like, freezing. The, any humidity you had in the air... We have a dehumidifier, like, running 24-7. We put the house fan on. We were trying to get all moisture, my face, my skin, my lips chapped, like, so dry, because any, sorry, excuse my jaw, (laughs) did you hear that? (laughs) Don't worry, I'm going to see a dentist, it's fine, (laughs) Um, like, any uh, moisture that's in the air at all will freeze as soon as it touches the window, and we had, like, thick caked icing for, like, 4 days just on our on the inside of our windows that was just not going away. Yeah. Our back door um was like cracked constantly because when we were going to let the dogs out and stuff, it would freeze in between the door and the door frame and then it wouldn't all the way shut. So our door had like a crack down the side of it. So and we have like a curtain that we've put over the back door <laughs> so that like we can like tapestry off the big glass from it. Um, We put the dogs in jumpers. We have two golden retrievers. They're not short hair dogs. We put them in jumpers so that they were warm and they were fine about it. There was no fussing. They weren't trying to get them off. Like, they... Like, Freddie, Winifred, one of our goldens, she literally ran to me when I, like, rucked it up to get it for the head hole and shoved her head through. She was like, get me warm. (laughs) Like, it was... They, like, when they had to go out to go to the bathroom, they were, like, holding up paws to the point where we went and got puppy pads and, like, just go inside. Like, it's... It's too cold. Like, they both burnt their paws and their bums from just coming up to go outside to pee. And they're normally fine. They're Canadian goldens. They have very thick fur. Like, they're not, like, regular golden breeds. I mean, Fred's... They're both rescues. Till is a rescue from a breeder. So she's, like... Like, a proper Canadian golden. But, um... Freddie is more of a backyard breeder rescue situation, so she's a little crooked looking. Um, so she was stoked to have <laughs> to have this the jumper on, um, and uh, and we tried to put boots on them. They both hate boots, but I we had the the rubber ones with the sock tops. Put them on Tilly because she was not going to the bathroom on the second day that it was this cold, and so I like dressed her up in a jumper. I put the boots on her. Um, I like got her as warm as I could I got bundled up and I took her out with me and was like hoping that she would go to the bathroom Um, and uh, she didn't she didn't want to be there and she (laughs) ran back to the house and started whining to go in I was like "Okay, fine whatever if you go inside it's fine Um, and uh, and so we let her in and then I and she's kicked off the boots as soon as she gets in. And I pick them up and they're frozen solid within the 30 seconds that we went outside and she was out in the garden. The plastic rubber was brittle. That's how cold it was. I was like, I was like, no, okay, it's fine. You can just pee in the garage. Like, we don't care. It's not that deep.
1: <laughs> God, that's <laughs> fucking cold. Dear Lord.
0: Yeah. It's like, and we weren't supposed to get this cold this winter. Like I've seen reports on like, The wind is traveling, like, in a certain way to where we weren't supposed to have this really intense cold spell, because we get it every couple of years. Um, That was a lie. We got it. Uh, It was really cold.
1: That's wild. I don't don't get it.
0: Yeah, weather is a fun thing. We chose to live here. Well, I didn't. I tapped out. (laughs) But, like, my parents elected to live here.
1: You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know... Maybe moving to Canada wouldn't be so bad. And then I see what y'all deal with and I'm like, you know? I don't know anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. I will say that Alberta is extremely cold for a province. Like we do have like the territories obviously are incredibly cold, but they're the territories, like they're not very um populated. But like Alberta is probably the coldest province because we have the mountains on the one side and then prairie on the other. So we just get like blasts of wind coming from different directions channeling through we also get chinooks which is the the warm like like t-shirt weather wind in the middle of winter so like you'll see people there'll be like feet of snow around and people will just be wearing a t-shirt and you're like why it's like it's a chinook for a couple days so we get that too but (laughs) um but like alberta is extremely cold for the provinces like ontario never gets as cold um or at least toronto Never gets as cold as out here. Um, where in Toronto, I was actually further south than I lived in the UK. Like it's quite far south um, for Canada. It dips down quite far if you look on the map, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so that's like not so bad. But usually, the warmer places mean the more snow. Alberta is kind of too cold to get snow. If that makes sense, because the air freezes, and so we don't get a lot of clouds. We have a lot of big open blue skies, and not a lot of like feet of snow, because it's kind of too cold to have it. It's like desert vibes, you know? Yeah, so it's just Alberta that's this ridiculous. (laughs)
1: Leave it to Alberta. BC's
0: lovely. Go to BC. You get more snow, but then you have like a snowblow. A lot of trees. Or you live in an apartment complex, and then somebody else does your shit.
1: Yeah, let somebody else do all the manual labor. I'm here for that.
0: Yeah.
1: all right so before we get into our topic um something was literally mm-hmm. just dropped in my lap before we sat down to record so i figured oh. this would be a fun little thing to do for the podcast because you know fuck it we do what we want here <laughs> and you give me too much power so uh let's do it <laughs> so the crunchyroll anime awards just dropped all of their voting shit mm-hmm. you want to go through it <laughs> Let's. All right. So, first category, which doesn't make sense as to why it's first, but here we are. Anime of the Year. Okay. For Anime of the Year, the nominees are Oshinoko, Mm -hmm. Bochi the Rock, Chainsaw Man, Demon Slayer the Swordsmith Village Arc,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: JJK Season Mm 2, and Vinland Saga Season 2.
0: Okay.
1: So, what you you thinking?
0: Personally, Oshinoko- or Vinland Saga those are the two that I'm like because those are the two that emotionally fucked with me the most
1: I mean I was gonna say I figured you were leaning the most towards Vinland Saga and we we talked about this during the end of the year episode where nothing was going to dethrone Oshinoko for me for anime of the year Mm. so that 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 makes sense I I 100% stand by you on that one
0: yeah Vinland Saga, I think, was it's just so different from anything else in the lineup. Like, it's so specific to what it does. Like it hits its genre and it does such a good job of it. And it's very slow. So if you haven't seen Vinland Saga and you haven't seen our episode on Vinland Saga, I do highly recommend you give it a watch. The first season and second season have very different vibes because our character is growing, and as our character grows, the atmosphere of the show changes, which to me makes it more appealing to someone who is older and watching anime or someone who likes to read really long, like novel series or watch like long running TV shows. Vinland Saga is kind of gonna be more of your thing because it's that slow paced, uh, intricate storyline with layer upon layer upon layer built to create this entire realm whereas the other shows in that same genre you know your chainsaw man your demon slayer that kind of thing they do have intricacy but they're a lot more action-packed they're a lot more fast paced, and you are almost kept out of the loop of things like it's a very like I'm not gonna say surface level political situation, but like you don't know the depth of the world. There's not so much world building, it's more centered around the specific characters in the show, but like Vinland Saga will like throw you off to a character, then not like show you that character again for like a half a season and then bring them back and they carry on with their intricate connection to the plotline. So it's a lot more layers Um, and that makes it more challenging to watch because you really have to pay attention. Yep. I highly recommend it, though. It's it's really, really good. Oshinoko, that first episode, has changed the way I expect first episodes to be with anime. I hold them to a much higher standard as a, like, launching episode now because of Oshinoko. It, like, fucking changed my brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree. There has yeah. not been... An episode of anime that has stuck with me harder, like a first initial episode that has stuck with me yeah. harder than Oshinoko. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from somebody who absolutely adores ReZero to no end and the curveball mm-hmm. that that first episode threw. And then the curveball that The Promised Neverland's first season mm-hmm. threw. Mm-hmm. Because each of those set the bar for me individually of what a first episode should be. Yeah. Because ReZero was one of the first shows that I started uh, soon after I got back into anime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was one of the first solo ones that I watched on my own, rather not taking any recommendations on. And then mm-hmm. the Promised Neverland, like the f- the moment the episode dropped and everybody got a hold of it, nobody would shut the fuck up about how good the first episode was and the ending that it had so I went and watched it and I get it I 100% get it but then Oshinoko man I for one Oshinoko does an incredible job of keeping you on the edge of your seat from episode to episode like Hmm. you have to go back and watch it week to week I mean obviously Blue and I sat down a day every week to watch it as it was coming out. So again, it was just, it's one of those things. Both shows are absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. in their own right. So it, it really is a tough one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think Oshinoko takes it for me, even though I personally love Vinland Saga, because of the fact that I think Oshinoko is more palatable to a wider audience. And that is a necessary aspect in choosing best anime, Finland Saga feels a little bit more of a specific target audience, and so I still think it's really good. But like Oceanoko is just a wider, diverse interest for people.
1: One one hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. All right, next category for best continuing series: Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, One Piece, Spy Family. And Vinland Saga. Yeah.
0: Okay. (laughs) Now I'm going to go on my rant about Vinland Saga again because it's so fucking good. But it had a huge controversy surrounding the fact that the second season wasn't like the first season. So I get if it didn't win it. Spy Family I thought was really good, but that first season is the one that really sticks into my brain and I don't necessarily think the second season elevated it. I think the second season establishes what's coming next as opposed to like being a... Like, a, I don't think people are going to, like, when Spy Family is, like, I don't know, 20 seasons long, I don't think people are going to be like, that second season is a fucking good season. You know, I think they're going to be like, oh, the the third season is really good because the second season set it up well. Does that make sense.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm in the midst of watching the second season. I literally let it finish before mm. starting it. Because, I mean, if that tells you kind of how Spy Family fell off for me, and I think we discussed this during our... Mm second episode whenever we were talking about the second core about how just our thoughts on the show had changed from like this Mm -hmm. incredible concept to getting more just the general slice of life stuff and kind of breaking away from the initial premise that kind of gripped us with the show Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and maybe it's the manga that's ruining it for me because i read the manga i'm 100 mm. caught up on the manga and it is incredibly faithful to the manga like mm-hmm. i will give it props for that but i just i i don't know if that's what's killing it for me i don't know what's killing it for me i still adore spy family but it, it's definitely mm. not there for me
0: yeah i don't think it's up there um uh, i don't know about um what was it one piece i don't even know what you said. <laughs>
1: yeah so you've got aot which ended yeah this year yes demon slayer jjk mm-hmm. and one piece are the ones that we haven't talked about one yeah. piece i don't know anything about everybody no. that's watching all the current stuff i hear absolutely loves it and one piece has been mm-hmm. going on for like 30 fucking years airing week to week yeah. so i i 100 get it and i think regardless whenever they do the awards in march one piece is gonna win it mm-hmm. but uh, yeah just, for me i don't personally i don't think one piece stands amongst the rest i get why it's there and i 100 agree as to why it should win but for me personally it should win
0: yeah one piece is one of those things that i think like i haven't seen it I it's always been on my to watch list like it's just but it's one of those things that because it's so big I never choose it so like I think it's just going to always remain on my to watch list until it finishes and then I'm going to spend like 2 weeks binging the whole thing and lose a portion of my life like that's I've done that a lot with other really long um long running animes I did it with fairy tale back like a, in like 2016 I don't know, end of high school, like well, a couple of years. I don't know when. It, how old am I? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was like nineteen. To, well, okay. Um, uh, I, yeah. So I caught up to all of that and then dropped off, and then now like a hon- hundred more episodes or something have come out and I haven't seen them. So I don't know. I think it's one of those ones that like when the show finishes I think it should have like an award sweep like that year I don't care what comes out One Piece wins everything but like maintaining awards throughout the seasons like I don't know about because like Attack on Titan I think probably should win this just because it's the final season and I feel like it needs a nod to it being the final season
1: you know what kind of baffles me though the mm. fact that it wasn't up for Anime of the Year.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, yeah. like I, I don't want it to be up for Anime of the Year because I think everything else there kind of deserves it more, other than mm. maybe Demon Slayer. But I also mm-hmm. understand why Demon Slayer's there because out of everything, it is the most marketable <laughs> out of all yeah. of them.
0: It's yeah, it's done so well internationally as well.
1: But yeah, I I will say out of that one, I think AOT definitely deserves it out of the bunch.
0: Mm-hmm yeah uh
1: best new series oshinoko Mm -hmm. obviously bochi the rock yeah chainsaw man heavenly delusion which is one of those that i want to get to at some point for Mm -hmm. us to cover because i've heard it's really good just haven't gotten around to it hell's paradise which was on our list of shit to cover and we never got around to it because life happened the last half of the year (sighs) and zom 100 which is something that we started it was absolutely incredible, but then it died for a little while. Mm. And then they were like, oh, hey, let's release all the last four episodes on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, Mappa can't get their head on straight. <laughs>
0: um, I think we, we both know we're going to choose Oshinoko in that. Um, I do think Chainsaw Man did really well at establishing, establishing itself within a very heavily saturated genre. As something unique and interesting again, because I think we had this a few years ago where there was a genre, isekais, that yep. were just like, and we were like, I just don't want any more isekais. And I feel like we're kind of getting that way now with demon style shows where it's like, it's all about a demon or a curse or like a monster creature of some kind that uh a group of plucky teenagers have to battle. Like that's kind of the saturated market right now. And I think Chainsaw Man did a very good job of creating a world that is a bit different. It does that- Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen though in my brain sometimes do get confused. I like think of scenes and think they're from one and they're actually from the other. So those two are similar, but I think in general, it does stand out from the um, general barrage of demon-style
1: anime. 100% agree. I think the animation style kind of sets it apart because of just the mm-hmm. fluidity of it and how well it's produced. Which, again, yeah. goes to show what MAPPA can do whenever they give their animators time to focus on a project. Mm. But that's just that's just my opinion. A couple more categories: best art direction. So, Oshinoko, Chainsaw Man, Demon Slayer, Hell's Paradise, which you haven't seen, but JJK and Zom 100.
0: Oshinoko's fine, but I wouldn't like. It's really good anime animation, but like I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like the type of anime to like have the art style be significantly important to the show it's more i'd say like i don't know like it's it's not because of the nature of the show it's not like a huge aspect if that makes sense
1: yeah the i think the art direction in it is good but it's not Mm. profound i think the only thing out of this whole bunch that i think just kind of falls in line for me for best art direction is zom 100 mm-hmm just because of how absolutely insane and colorful it was and how it's just such a breath of fresh air for its whole yeah. just artistic presentation of how it mm-hmm. was done.
0: Yeah.
1: We're gonna have to get around to covering that because I, <laughs> I really want to finish that show because it was fucking great. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm with see you.
1: Here. There's one other category because there's a lot of this shit that we haven't seen, but... Oh, yep, you know what? Here we go. This is one that we can get behind. <laughs> it's not the one that I was going for, but I'll do it. Um Best Anime song, or I guess best OP. Oshinoko, duh. Uh kickback from Chainsaw Man. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um Seshun Complex from Boji the Rock. Mm-hmm. The theme song from Suzume. And where our blue is from Jujutsu Kaisen season two, which was the OP for the hidden inventory arc.
0: Blue is here.
1: yes, there's blue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Oshinoka.
1: I I will agree. Um, out of everything, like as far as best opening song goes, one hundred percent. Like that. I'm not gonna lie; that ranked in my Apple Music top songs for the year. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that 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 was there, but like as far as scores overall go, which I mean we're we're here, so that's that was the actual one that I wanted to get into.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think for me, Susan May kind of takes it, yeah, because for uh best score you have Oshinoko I mean again duh that makes mm. sense Attack on Titan's final season mm. um, which I having watched both specials they were incredibly well done um, thinking about one of the songs still like it's bringing a tear to my eye now over how all of that shit went Bochi the Rock is on there deservedly mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. chainsaw man which i mean the only thing stellar about chainsaw man to me was the as far as score goes is the op and the fact that every episode had a different ed Mm. but not every ed was a banger some were a lot better than others Mm -hmm. um demon slayer which always has a good score Mm -hmm. but i mean to me out of the bunch nothing just hits the same as Suzume. mm-hmm But that was just my opinion as an anime-loving idiot (laughs) who is very strong-willed whenever it comes to certain shit.
0: Yeah, well, you focus way more on the music in itself than I do. I tend to focus on the music in conjunction to the anime. Like, if it pulls me out of an emotion or if it, like, sucks me into it is where my focus lies. But you, like, actually look at the music itself separate. Mm -hmm. which i think is an interesting difference between the two of us
1: i i will agree because Mm. i don't know if it's just my and i'd use musical background very loosely (laughs) but to me like the overall score composition of anything is so incredibly important because Mm. i want that to help draw me in more Like, there's nothing I love more than whenever there's, like, a sad or dramatic scene going on and, like, piano kicks in that just kind of dictates everything. I think your line, April, probably had a lot to do with that for me as well. Just because of how... I have homework for you. Okay.
0: (laughs) So this is not anime, but I think you'll... It's romance, um, okay. Okay. <laughs> but the score is genuinely incredible. It's so beautiful. It's the 2005 um, Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley um, that I want you to watch. It's a movie. It's one of the most stunning films, and I genuinely listen to the soundtrack like probably at least once a week for just like classical, brain scratchy lovely music
1: all right message that to me and i'll watch it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you gotta you gotta watch that one because i think that's genuinely right up your alley
1: okay i will watch that after i finish apothecary diaries and i will let you know (laughs) what i think
0: yeah yeah not anime definitely a movie but like Uh, like you know what though
1: i'm here for it in fact i'm a message that to you for me
0: Yeah, it's a really, really beautiful movie. I don't know
1: if I spelled that correctly, but here we go.
0: Yeah, I think you did.
1: Perfect. I don't know how to spell
0: either. But to me, that looks like it's okay. Wonderful. I was looking at my phone, by the way. I don't have a screen on my desk.
1: Uh, You know what? It's fine. Everything's fine. It's what we're here for.
0: Everything's fine. Um,
1: So. Okay, yeah. The... The 100 girlfriends who really, 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 love you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to get into this because I teasingly told you that it's shit, but it's actually stupid, and why do I like
1: it? Here's the thing, right? A lot of videos that I watched of, like, top anime for 2023... This was on there. So I was like, surely, surely there's no reason why a harem anime is on people's like top 15 list for the year. I 100% get why. I fucking cried over the show from laughing so hard just because of how not serious it takes itself. But let's.
0: It's a complete parody.
1: It really is. Also, I'm so glad this is like the first true harem we're covering on this podcast because it <laughs> it is it fucking set the standard, man.
0: It's it genuinely pisses me off that this is one of the most healthy relationship displays I've ever seen in anime. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> like, it's so why is their communication true. so good? Why is it's like their level of understanding of each other's love languages and like fears and when they're uncomfortable between the whole group is so healthy.
1: <laughs> it it makes no sense. Like the show is so serious, yet so fucking batshit crazy. It is absolutely wild. I'm I'm here for it. I am so pleased with the show.
0: It made me take actual notes for the first time in like a while because I've been slacking on that and I like write down notes afterwards. But I was watching this and I was like I have to remember this point that I'm thinking right now because oh my god. <laughs>
1: All right, so let's uh let's get over the background shit before we get into yeah. it cuz I am so excited to talk about it. So 100 girlfriends was originally a manga written by Rikito Nakamura. It is a seinen, obviously, that began publication on December 26th of 2019 and is running to present day with 16 volumes. The anime was directed by Hikaru Saito it was done by Studio Bibery Animation Studios I've done no research into them, don't know what they've done but um, everything I've seen has been stellar (laughs) and it ran from October 8th to uh, pretty much the last week of December for 12 episodes
0: yeah um, just pulling up uh, Byberry Studios.
1: Oh, they did the second season of uh, the quints, so they have a really good uh, oh, and it did the film for the quints as well. Okay, so they have an actual really good track record with Harem. I don't know who did the yeah. first season of the quintessential quintuplets, but the fact that they did the second season and the film. Beautiful track record for Harem.
0: Yeah. Um so it is Honestly I want to cover the quince
1: too because yeah, that's should. that's one of those that everybody absolutely adores.
0: Yeah. Um I mean I'm down. It's a it's rated a PG thirteen, which is questionable depending it's on your a
1: line. Panels. Yeah, it it, it's treading a real line being PG thirteen. A real
0: line. I I don't know how they managed to get away with scraping it into the PG thirteen character category, because like I
1: I think it's bare minimum, like a sixteen is. Yeah, this is not safe for
0: work. Wear headphones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of thing where you want one of them, like, screen protectors on or where people can't see, like, the side of your screen when they're walking by. Like, like, it's that kind of shit. Like, this is, like, there were comments on Crunchy that were like, this is a better kissing scene than hentai. Like, that level. <laughs> that's where we're at, okay? So. Just, so we're all being transparent here. 13, to me, depends on your 13 year old. Um, but yeah,
1: yeah it, it's treading a real line. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, there were times when I was watching this where I was like, uh, and I'm an adult and I was like, uh.
1: <laughs> so yeah, there were times too, where I got a little squeamish. I was like, Hey, wait, wait a second. Yeah.
0: Um, so, but yeah, so full, full transparency on that on anime planet it's rated a 3.86 out of 5. Or a 7.72 out of 10, if that's not accurate. I did it in my head quickly, so don't blame me. Um, and uh, on my anime list, it's a 7.89 out of 10, um, which gives it an average of about 7.77, I'm going to say, just for the triple sevens for fun. Um, sure, why not? It has a drop rate of 10.83%, which I am not surprised about, because this it's a lot. And it's heavily a parody of the genre that it's in, but it presents itself seriously. So the level of humor that's there is one that takes a minute, quite so- like sometimes. And like it, it's, um, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Like it's a very black and white Marmite kind of anime. You'll either love it or you'll hate it. And um, I went in this fully expecting to hate it, and found myself coming out of the <laughs> end of it loving it. So, um, yeah,
1: I I'm so glad that I could present you something that was this great because as soon as I watched it, like, and I watched this shit week to week, like it caught me to the point where I was like, I gotta fucking watch this shit week to week. And it got me to where I was just like, I have to show this to Blue. Yeah. Like she might hate me for it, but I was like, knowing us and Food Wars and episode 69. I mean, let's sit here and be real with kjo I was like, this is right up her alley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. Also, yeah. No, okay, that's what's staying in my brain. Um
1: Nope, nope. Just let it out.
0: <laughs> It'll actually, you know what? It'll come later because I have notes that are on the same track. So, all
1: right, perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's start with the basic premise of the show, which is Rent-A-Roll, He is our main character. He goes to a shrine one day when he's just entering high school, um, and he prays to find um, his soulmate, his girlfriend. And he ends up talking with the god who's there, who, who owns the shrine, lives in the shrine, Is that the shrine is for that god. Um, and he's the god of love, and he says, actually, you have a hundred soulmates, because uh, I was watching a show, and it got real good, and I made a mistake. Oops, sorry, you have a hundred soulmates. Also, by the way, if you don't date them, they die. Um, so... <laughs> So so that's that's the level we're at when we're beginning this like oh also at this point he has been rejected a hundred times because he was eight months old when he first asked out a girl and it's consistently asked them out since then and uh, just got rejected for the 100th time before he then goes to the shrine hence a hundred girlfriends so yeah um, that's where we're at with this show um, and then slowly throughout the show it's 12 episodes we get introduced to the first batch of girlfriends that he is acquiring, as he goes. Um, And that's kind of the main premise. It's funny, it's stupid, it's highly sexual. Um, It crosses every boundary you can think of. Yeah, but we're going with it. It's comedy. It's a joke. They're not taking it seriously. Don't take it seriously. Go in with an open mind and you'll have a good time um yeah let's go with that
1: <laughs> that's my that's my biggest thing like if i had presented this as a normal rom-com to blue it, she probably would have had a really bad time with it yeah <laughs> but i made sure to preface it and i will preface this to all of you as well this show is batshit crazy yeah. it is a raging dumpster fire that you cannot look away from yeah because this time of year it's so nice and toasty that you just want to stay near it and stay warm because it's that fucking great to be around
0: yeah it's big dumb big <laughs> the, the stupid. Show's, it,
1: it's so stupid and as long as you accept the fact that it's stupid you're gonna have a great fucking time mm-hmm. with this show because it, it's that incredible if you know what you're getting into yeah
0: 100 percent um There are a couple trigger warnings within the show, but I'm not going to get into those because spoilers, but um, I would just read up on it if you have any triggers that are specific to you, and then you can see if they apply or not. Um, You can find episode descriptions anywhere and and go into detail there. Um, But yeah, there's a couple things that I think could be triggering, so just do your due diligence if that is applicable. Chicken hats.
1: Yeah, hit the eye right button.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first note- I didn't note, do
1: the usual... Uh, <laughs> didn't do that. That
0: <laughs> would have been very applicable.
1: It, it would have been incredibly applicable, but I, we're not going <laughs> to... The show did enough of that for us, okay? <laughs> That's fair.
0: But yeah, my first note, which is pertaining to my thought that I had earlier in my brain that I kept in my brain- uh, is life would be so much easier if everyone was bisexual.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, you make a fair point.
0: <laughs> yeah. If we later find out that I'm kind of along the right track, but this was at the first episode, so. Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. But, yeah. I'm here for but, it. But yeah,
0: my, my thinking is it's just like, have a harem but have a harem of everybody you know like if i have just thinking about the logistics of having a hundred partners you can't i'd forget people (laughs) i see
1: i i think according to psychologists right the human brain only has enough like recognition for i think upwards of a hundred and fifty people I think to like keep stored in a database. And then outside of that, it's just like random memories here or there. Mm. So if that were the case, right, you would have family, a couple of friends, and then all of your partners, and that's it. Yeah. Your brain could not recognize any other individual.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so if
1: that were the case,
0: fully. And so my thinking is like, if everybody is dating everybody, and you can just like, like you know, like when you're in high school and you're like, instead of like being in a clique, you're like the clique hopper. Yeah. is just the clique hopper, and then like everybody else is like, they're all dating each other. In their little groups, and then you can Pretty go and like yeah. hang out with everybody else, and then like, and that's why I'm like, he's got to have a hundred girlfriends. They should all be each other's girlfriends as well. That's all I'm saying.
1: I, I mean, so, uh, again, I believe at this point you're yeah. already on the right track <laughs> yeah. from what we've seen.
0: Yeah, so but on that I'm first episode, it, like. I was like, oh, if they just, like, oh, they should just be at threesome. And then I was like, okay, they are. <laughs> but it took a little bit to get there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> took, like, what, I think six mm-hmm. episodes yeah.
0: to get there? and some chemistry. <laughs> Nudge nudge, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So I found a plot hole. Um, so okay. the, a plot hole like this is the most serious plot ever. But um, but the god establishes in the first episode that women feel this zap of connection immediately, but guys take some time to fight figure out that that person's their soulmate rentero fills that zap immediately is rentero a guy
1: <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: right like i mean
1: well so so he, here's the thing right the the god did say like everyone feels that spark but it takes like men longer to realize yeah. what it means so but i think rentero is so love deprived he's like yeah. spark soulmate yeah and he just has to try to piece it together although I found a plot hole as well Okay. so episode 7 Kusuri whatever she takes the uh, neutralizing medicine she goes back to her normal state but in episode 8 whenever she's bound she took that sounds real fucking weird given the context of the show <laughs> anyway before she gets bound she takes the neutralizing medicine and goes back to her regular size which it was stated that that is her regular size Mm. but then the neutralizing medicine wore off and she went back to chibi sized so which one is the real one because it, it said in episode seven big kusuri is the real one So if she took the neutralizing medicine, she should have stayed big in episode eight, but she did not.
0: Yeah. The only way that I could think, the only explanation that I have for that would be the immortality potion, (laughs) uh, I don't know what to call it, that she made, um, altered her being to become smaller like changed her dna and so it wearing off no i don't know
1: or the only thing i can think of is that the immortality drug is stronger than the neutralizing medicine so since she Mm. didn't get a full dose it didn't neutralize the completely immortality drug completely Mm. i can't be sure because again i don't i don't even think the creator fucking knows at this point i don't think they care. no no and at this point like i'm with the amount of plot holes it has i'm fucking hooked anyway i don't give a shit but
0: (laughs) yeah they can explain something as it being like oh i sneezed and shit happened and i'm like yeah cool
1: i mean all right so one of my favorite characters in the entire dragon ball series is a character that goes by launch I don't know mm. if you know anything about Dragon Ball characters. And even if you do, Launch probably f- falls well under your radar of knowledge. Mm. But Launch was a big part of the original Dragon Ball series. Launch was the girlfriend of one of the main antagonists that later becomes uh, Bestofrendo in uh, later on bits of the series. But she is a character that whenever she sneezes, She goes from this super sweet ditzy individual with blue hair to, after she sneezes, a badass, rebellious blonde that cusses and robs shit. And then whenever she sneezes, she goes back to the blue haired one. And she was not in Dragon Ball Z, was not in Super, not in GT. That's because Toriyama forgot her ass. Like, and she was an integral part of Dragon Ball, but was not even remotely mentioned in anything else past Dragon Ball. And it's just like, why? That's not technically a plot hole, but it is to us that remember what.
0: She sneezed, turned blonde, then stole something, and is now in jail.
1: Possibly. You know, the amount of times yeah. that the Earth has been destroyed and brought back in that show, maybe she was forgotten. Maybe she was mid-sneeze when the Earth exploded, and so her soul was just like... <laughs> She's Who, half blonde, blue, and
0: wandering around stealing something, and then going, no, stop it!
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, yeah, okay. Uh, my next note is the teacher, the vice-principal, is horrific.
1: <laughs> she is fucking terrifying.
0: Like that's that is some like night terror standing at the edge of your bed sleep paralysis demon shit. Like that's
1: also that poor fucking teaching aid. Yeah. <laughs> that poor that poor man. I feel I feel very bad
0: for him. The, uh, the animation of her tongue going down the throat. Ugh. Oh
1: no. Oh boy! Oh. I didn't ugh.
0: need that in my life
1: Nope, I, I did not need that either But we Oh, he got it
0: Yeah, and yeah, okay Very illegal uh, All of the shit that she does is awful But they Call that out and make it a joke point Yep They fully know what they're doing with oh, that like
1: 100% they know
0: Ugh, <laughs> uh, yeah Also the way they animated her boobs it's why is, 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 like, what? they look like Squidward's nose. <laughs> like Oh that's great. <laughs> it's so stupid. the fact that she's a master sportsman of just everything.
1: Yeah, she's like an Olympic gymnast. <laughs>
0: She's also an Olympic is. shot put thrower yep. and then also just established as any sport. <laughs> like <laughs> And also she may possibly be an alien because she doesn't want the humans to find out. <laughs> like
1: it's fucking bad shit crazy.
0: Yeah, like uh, she's honestly one of the dumbest, most insane characters that can be used to transform any scene. Like, she's so versatile in that sense. Like, you can just throw her in there and give her any kind of crazy backstory. And because her backstory is already so suspicious, it fits. And she can transform any moment into the most insane thing you've ever seen. Yep. Fantastic plot device.
1: I mean, it's like Inosuke from Demon Slayer. He's like, yeah, I grew up in the mountains, so therefore I can move my internal organs around. So you might have thought you stabbed me in my heart, but really you stabbed me in my spleen. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, you know what? It's a nosuke. I fucking believe it. Sure, why not? Sure,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't get how that works, but yeah, I'm with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? I mean, it it's fucking anime. Like, is it, who gives a shit? I'm entertained. That's all I care about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, first two girlfriends. Um, Karane, but
1: <laughs> Come on, you can do it.
0: <laughs> Karane and uh, Hakari and um those two are my bisexual queens. Fucking love them. They bicker, but they don't seriously argue and they set our establishing plot line for the girls actually really give a shit about each other. Yep. And that to me is what makes this show work is Rentaro's clear understanding and communication. He's got fantastic listening skills and fantastic communication skills. He's also very observant. So him, and he has high integrity as a character. It's established within the first episode that he doesn't want to lie to them, that he doesn't want to try and trick them, that he's planning on being completely open and honest with all of his 100 girlfriends when he eventually gets them all. And uh, that establishing plot line is what makes him not be a dick. Um, because I think harms are sometimes, they tread the line of, like, your main character just being, like, like, you're just, like, you're not a good person. Like, I don't want these, like, girls or guys, whoever is in the harm or reverse harm, to be with you, because you're not making up your mind with them, you're flicking between them, you're leading people on, like, you're kind of, like, like, not, it's, like, they want you to choose someone and you're not choosing someone and so they're fighting with each other and it feelings are getting hurt. This show is just like, now nah, I, like I like you and I like you and I like you and I like you and you all know about it and you're all okay with it and we're all good. And yep. that is what makes this show work and allows the viewer to be comfortable enough to enjoy the comedy, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so then... But Karane and Hakari, they are the establishing girls that allow us to create this plotline. The bickering at the beginning that is... it starts to become a little toxic, and Rentaro quickly smothers that, and then the bickering that continues throughout the rest of the show ends up to just be kind of friendly, like, just, you know, they're best friends and they, like get at each other uh, like all the time like it that's just their established relationship they still really care about each other they really ch- really love each other they're very in tune to each other's emotions they know when the other one's upset or what they want or whatever they're they're in general uh, very clued in with each other but then they still have this this fun playful fight like vibe to them throughout the rest of the show. Um and that works for those two characters, especially considering that they ended. They end up being the girls that then have this like. (laughs) My my brain went to makeup sex. Was like, (laughs) but that's the vibe. Like I'm not lying with that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, they fight because they like it. Like that's.
1: (laughs) Yep, pretty much. That's that's accurate. (laughs)
0: And then they and one thing that this show does really really well is it gives you time to fall in love with the characters but it doesn't let you forget them. And I hope that's something that they continue through season 2 cuz season 2 has already been confirmed. Yep. Um and I hope that they because obviously they're going to add more girlfriends as we go. Um but I hope that they still maintain this giving each girl a real moment and then when you kind of have gotten to a certain point where you don't really remember them or, like, they're not prevalent anymore, they reflect back and they bring that girl very much back into the story. So towards the end of the show, when everyone's fully established, you're still fully in love with every single one of the girls. Like, you are there with them and they have been throughout the whole thing, but they've still allowed the newer girls to have a moment. But also not let... and Like, there's no favouritism, there's no, like, this girl gets more screen time, like... They did did the structure of the show incredibly well.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And from my understanding, it literally continues on the same way. But at Mm -hmm. the rate that it's progressing in the manga, apparently we can have like a Naruto length run for the show. And I am absolutely fucking here for it. I will absolutely take a Naruto length run of this show. If it continues on doing what it's doing, like, I will stand by it.
0: Yep. No, I'm with you. Um, So then we have Shizuka, and she is introduced to the show, in the description of the episode on Crunchyroll, as Natural Born Small Floof. S-M-O-L, floof. Yep. (laughs) Um, The captions, the descriptions, the little side things. Fucking genius. So good.
1: It's so well done. I... Oh, I'm so here for it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. She's very good. She is um, a bookworm. She does a little feet thing when she reads her books. And um, that's pretty accurate. I'm a bookworm. I know a whole bunch of bookworms. When you're reading a good book, your feet do wiggle. So I feel like that's a natural thing. <laughs> do your feet wiggle when you read manga? No, when you get excited, no,
1: no, I I feel like my face shows it more than anything. Like I'm stomach very John much. Just said hello. Oh, hello, stomach John. Welcome <laughs> to your first entrance of the new year. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I feel like my face internal? shows more. Do what?
0: Your internal display of like exciting. Yeah, and it's so. A sentence.
1: It's so strange too because I'm incredibly poker faced throughout life and yet doing that like i'd feel like i've just gotten so much more expressive whenever i'm watching shit like most of the time whenever i was watching this show i was just like (laughs) it's because it's so fucking batshit, and yet i also sat there with the biggest fucking grin on my face because it's it's a great time yeah i
0: had to take a break from this show because it's a lot so sometimes you have to just walk away and come back to it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's binge-worthy because it's a lot. But it's it's genuinely really good. And it makes you want to go back. Like, I wanted to watch more. I didn't want to take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I was like, I need one. I have to chill <laughs> for a second. Oh. Uh, um, then we went into the... Um, oh, yeah. Then we had the the swimsuit episode when those... Oh, no, we had NaNo.
1: Yeah, we had uh, yeah AI first.
0: Yeah, um, uh, so she's the character that like is so logical, like autistic vibes, I guess. Like, like
1: that's about accurate. Yeah,
0: yeah, doesn't really get emotions. Um, doesn't see the necessity in doing things that aren't of her interest. Um, uncomfortable when being exposed to new environments, um, like has a hard time socializing, kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, and and so then Rentaro's um thing with her is to like take her out and kind of show her a different aspect of life, and she's like, I still don't really get it. Um, but she still then she learns that she does treasure memories more than she did before. You know, and like I think that's cute to to like expose someone to a new side of the world but he's also very conscious of the fact when she's uncomfortable um which I think is cute again like this is genuinely one of the best displays of like a healthy relationship that I've seen in any anime ever like yeah. this is it's so weird that I'm watching this and I'm like wow that was really wow, good communication, like, yeah. uh, you guys, like, are really, you're really good for each other, like, wow, and I'm, <laughs> like, watching this, and I'm, like, this is fucking horror, I'm, like, but seriously, uh, it's so funny, um, but yeah, uh, so she's introduced, and then we have the um, swimsuit episode, which is just jokes the whole time, uh, but the the establishing... Every episode kind of has, like, a, a moral moment where one of the girlfriends has, like, a moment where they're, like, I'm upset about something or I don't like something or I'm, like... You know, I'm having this m- growth moment or this establishing moment. Um, and uh, in this episode, it was... Um, Karanane, Karanane. Why is her name <laughs> fucking with me so bad today? Karané, um, who was self-conscious about her body because the other girls except for Shizuku, Shizuku at this point all have huge boobs. Um and she's like a normal girl. Um and Rencho like it's okay, you're a normal high schooler. Like you just look like a normal high schooler. And she's like but I'm not really cute like she's a girl. Like what do I do? And he's like comforting her about it. The next episode, introduction of another character with huge boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're the outliers. They're the exception. Normal high schoolers don't have huge boobs like that. Next girlfriend, gigantic tits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Only sometimes though.
0: Only sometimes, yeah. Um, also, piss kink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because did didn't like, the love god say like each girlfriend was gonna have like some part of Rentaro's <laughs> desires? This is yeah. like wait. So is this a lolly kink? Is this a piss kink? Is it both? I think
0: it's a piss kink because there's a scene in there. There's a moment in there when um, Kuzuri first establishes this canon that she's wearing a diaper constantly. And she uses it. And then Rentaro says something along the lines of, this has awakened something in me. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's a thing. Again, not safe for work. (laughs) And also PG-13, like, come on!
1: Yeah, that's not PG-13, nor is the fact of them bringing up crystal meth in an anime either. (laughs) And the fact that Kusari alludes to having done meth.
0: (laughs) Oh, that reminds (laughs) me. The OP... He just fucking eats a whole can of soda and a whole thing of pills because yep. he's like being fed it by his girlfriends. Uh. Like the can of soda.
1: Yep. Oh, and that made me think of the second episode whenever he was trying to kiss the two girls and the pure amount of shenanigans that happened in like yeah. that overdone plot for how to like which one was gonna get the first kiss
0: uh just to establish a three-way kiss
1: yep which i mean honestly that was the first thing that came to my mind is like hey do same. that
0: yeah no it was same but then i was like is that because i'm bi and i just want to see that or is that <laughs> like something else <laughs> is that a me thing or a general thought <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I mean that was literally the first thing that came to my mind, and then it was just a hilarity from there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. Um Yeah, then I just put a note that's like I adore the fact that the girls really seem to get along with each other and don't actually try to like harm each other or get in each other's way. Like there's some like squabbling, but none of it's malicious. And like I, I just love the fact that the girls really love each other. Yep. Um and then I just put, kissing by queens. And then my next note, it's just, in all caps, her mother.
1: <laughs> not not going to lie, I saw that coming.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah me too. 100 like, saw
1: that coming,
0: but. As soon as she said that her husband had passed away, I was like, fuck. But, like, I didn't think they were actually going to go for it. <laughs>
1: literally the moment like i was like okay this is totally gonna happen but i don't want it to happen no (laughs) just because it's just like i i mean i think it's gonna be a hilarious dynamic but i don't want this to happen and also
0: illegal he's a first-year high schooler like so illegal
1: yep oh 100 because here's the thing right in japan we've had this conversation here before the age of consent is 16 it never establishes how old Renthro is. So no, he's I don't, first year high school. so Which, I mean, I was, could be anywhere from 15 to 16. Because first year 14, in high school. I was yeah, so
0: 15, 16, yeah.
1: Yeah, because they only do sophomore through senior year. So it's 15 mm-hmm. or 16. And they never establish how old he is. So in my brain, I'm just saying he's 16, so it's okay. He's 16- 16. <laughs> because if he's not 16, <laughs> it's a real big problem. <laughs> Uh, so I just, yeah, I, I had to tell myself he's 16. So that, that way, for the anime, it's okay <laughs> by Japanese standards. It's not okay by American <laughs> standards. But it's also least, okay
0: by UK standards. 16 oh. is legal age like, consent
1: in the UK. So, uh, some states it's that way here too. It's just really mm-hmm. all depending.
0: I think it's 18 all across the provinces in Canada, but I'm not sure.
1: I I don't know.
0: Because I know, like, our our drinking age changes depending on province, like BC and Ontario. Most of Canada, actually, I think it's 19. Alberta is 18.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Germany, technically, it's 16, but you can't get your driver's license until you're 21. So it's the exact flip flop of, sorry, of how it is here in the States. But.
0: Yeah, but then German highways are like, do what you want. So.
1: Yeah. Then I was going to say, also, the flip side of that, though, from my understanding, Germany, as long as you. You're tall enough to see over the bar. They let you drink. So, yeah. you know, here we are. Yeah,
0: I mean, UK, it's like, I think it's like from age five if you have a parent with you.
1: Okay. Sure. Why? Not? I think
0: that's, yeah, because it's like you, it's more of a, like a European thing to where like you drink while you eat and like kids don't like the taste of alcohol anyway. So it's just palate development. Yeah. Like I I was drinking from a very young age and I, every time I drank, I was like, Ugh, this is disgusting. And so I wouldn't finish it, you know? Fair enough. Um. Yeah, and then my notes are just second season confirmed, and then very good communication. Why is this one of the healthiest displays of a relationship out there, like that?
1: Oh, and just the pure, just the pure fucking chaos that is Hakari's mother.
0: Yes. yeah the lie detector chair, lie detector chair. Yep. Putting a tsundere in a lie detector chair is a kind of torture I didn't know existed.
1: <laughs> and that, that was probably one of my favorite bits of the show. <laughs> just, just because... <laughs> I, I've never seen that in an anime, of having a fucking tsundere be put through anything like that. And yet now I feel like I need that more
0: in anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. But Hahari... Um, Hakuri's mother seems to be one of those characters that uh, she seems like she's very into the like all the girls loving each other kind of vibes. Oh, absolutely. It just brings up incest questions, but we're gonna... Also, Rentaro is a stepdad, son-in-law, father-in-law all at once.
1: It's some weird Alabama shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. But also, can we talk about how bad shit crazy that last episode, like how that last episode started? <laughs> that was. Oh, boy. I really yeah. thought they might have tried to cross the line in that last episode.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I,
1: I was like, no, no. Mm-hmm. But then sure enough, it was just it was just the dress up episode. <laughs> but I was
0: I, right. Whoa. I was like, um, do I, is this the show that we think it is? Is this is this actually I, I
1: legitimately just... thought I might have like watched the wrong thing. Like I was watching this shit on Crunchyroll Me and too. I was like, Is 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 this right? I'm like,
0: did we did Crunchyroll open a new category that I didn't know about?
1: I I'd, I didn't realize that whenever I had my Crunchyroll set for mature content, I didn't know they released fucking hentai onto the platform. But here we are, I was like,
0: dude. And yet, no. yeah, it's
1: oh my lord. There's
0: like, it, fuck like the fucking mole placement of Hikari on her upper thigh, inner upper thigh. I don't know. <laughs> That's. The way it, like, the subtitles and then that mole. I'm like, I can't help but look at your crack. Like, I'm (laughs) I'm reading the words here, but also (laughs) disrespectfully looking at your ass, like
1: (laughs) Oh, it's fucking insane. It's
0: so good. It's, it's genuinely dumb as a box of rocks, but I fucking love it. It is major Keijo vibes. If you liked Keijo, this is the same kind of ridiculousness, uh, but it's romantic as opposed to Keijo just being a sports <laughs> sports anime. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rentaro's likable. I fucking like him. I don't want to <laughs> like him, but I like him. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I honestly, I love all the characters. Like all the characters are great there's like i have nothing to complain about as far as any of them go no. because they're all so different from one another mm-hmm. and that's one thing that i'm very curious like how the rest of them are going to go along and if any of the traits are going to be repetitive yeah in any way but so far all of them have been incredibly unique so yeah. i'm very much looking forward to what's to come
0: yeah knowing this show <laughs> and knowing the stereotypes that it's playing off of I'm trying to think of the different stereotypes we're gonna we're probably gonna get some twincest because they've already established that that's a thing that they're willing to do that's a boundary that they don't give a shit about so yep. I think and that knocks off two characters in one go um so I think that's probably a parody that they'll take on um school nurse that went that went was on holiday
1: yep yeah that's that's probably gonna be a possibility yeah I think they're gonna go through all the dere uh, stereotypes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So somebody's probably gonna get stabbed at one point because <laughs> Yandere's are still a stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Don't know who's getting stabbed, but somebody's gonna get stabbed.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like other. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think the nurse and the is is definitely gonna be a thing because that was an established, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the fact that there was a note that the nurse is gone makes me think that school nurse is going to be.
1: I I will 100% agree mm-hmm. with that, because it's, that's a little too inconvenient. Yeah. Or convenient that they just word that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only one that I can think of that's already been set up. The other ones, I think, are just going to be speculation from here on out. But I'm stoked to see these the rest of these girlfriends. Like,
1: oh, I am as well. Yeah, I, I can't wait. We got a little bit of illusion in the last episode as to who some of the ones for the next season are going to mm-hmm. be. So I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm very much looking forward to it. I had a great fucking time with this, and I am looking forward to what's to come. And I'm looking forward to all the rest of the shit that I get to make you watch this year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm stoked. I give it a fucking. 10 out of 10 for dickwad. Like, I don't know. I fucking loved it. Um, uh, It's a dumb parody that doesn't make any sense, and and so plot lines don't matter, and the animation was fine, and our main character has some brows. Um, Yep. I don't know. Also,
1: the continuity of every time dude got hit in the eye, they fucking shaded his eye a different color.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm giving it a solid 9 out of 10. I had a 10 out of 10 fun time, but I want more, so I'm giving it room for gross.
1: For what it is, it for a genre, 10 out of 10. Like, it plays the part perfectly for what it is. But overall, I'm with you. It's a 9 out of 10. Like, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but for what it is, it's absolutely fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. 10 out of 10 for parody, 9 out of 10 for we can't rate it a 10 out of 10 it's a fucking horror parody that almost 10 hentai like we can't
1: i i realize that we aren't credible in any way shape form or fashion but if we legitimately gave it a 10 out of 10 i think people would question our credibility yeah as anime reviewers
0: yeah um and from one bisexual to i'm sure there are plenty out there listening well probably not listening but out there um <laughs> good luck with this one yeah Good luck.
1: You're you're, going to have a great time. It's
0: it's something. You feel things.
1: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 100%. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Socials, BNB Anime everywhere. Blues Lavenders everywhere. Brad Carter Gaming or Brad Garan VO everywhere. YouTube and website, BNBAnime.com and YouTube slash BNBAnime. You'll find us there. And next week, Apothecary Diaries, because I gave Blue two random things of a beautiful anime and an anime that is defining the genre fantasy right now. So Apothecary Diaries is going to be fun because, like I said, it's gorgeous and everything I've seen up to this point, I've really enjoyed. So I'm looking forward to finishing that. then after that freyland because like i said it's fucking defining the fantasy genre it's not an isekai and that's what i love about it yeah it's just a true fantasy with a real living world to dive into so we just got really good shit to sink our teeth into and i'm so here for it but yeah so y'all got plenty of stuff to look forward to thank you all so much for listening yeah we'll catch you later (laughs) goodbye Uh bye